welcome to another episode of Zags on Air. I'm your host, Bobby Levitan, joined as always by Max Montoya. And again, we have another amazing guest for you guys. I'm really excited for this one. But first, before we bring him on, we got to do our This Week in Sports segment. And this week, we're actually we're actually keeping it local. We're keeping it Gonzaga-based. Uh, I will start with the men's team. Got a huge win against Santa Clara this past weekend. A much-needed win, especially going into this uh, crucial final week, we should say, against the two toughest teams in the WCC other than them in San Francisco and St. Mary's. Both on the road, too. It's going to be it's gonna be a hell of a week. I'm excited for the team. Max, what are your thoughts? How do you feel about the team going in? Yeah, you know, actually I was a little worried because the game against USF is at the Chase Center where the Golden State Warriors play. But what I read online, kind of doing some digging, is that even though technically it's a neutral site game, because USF is running everything, the net rankings will count it as a, a true road game for us. So it actually help us, helps us in the net because it will stay a quad one game. Ooh, okay. Good to know. Which is super interesting. I don't know how someone determined that, but thank our lucky stripes they did. Yeah, I remember seeing something about it where, like, if USF like ranking the top fifty in net, then it counts as quad one, and so they might be in the top fifty. But yeah, that's gonna be a hell of a game. And then obviously the revenge game against St. Mary's. I feel like that's gonna determine everything, especially going into the tournament. If we can get a road win against them, maybe it'll help bring us some momentum going into the tournament in Vegas, which both of us will be in attendance for, by the way, which will be a lot of fun. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on the WCC tournament? Where do you see the Zags finishing as a seed, and, and what are your predictions? Uh, I think if you go 2-0 and this week, lock up the two seed. Uh, especially if you beat USF, you have the tiebreaker with them for second. I don't know what the scenarios are if we beat both of them with St. Mary's. No, we, we would still one loss in the still WCC. Second. It'll have one loss, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Unless someone pulls off a miracle on Thursday. I don't even know where they're playing Thursday. I don't think it was anyone. I think it was, yeah, it was either San Diego, I think it might have been. San Diego or Pepperdine? Yeah, either way, the two worst teams in the WCC. Anyway, so I think we'll lock up the two seed, which is nice because you get the bye to the semis. Um, I really admire the way the WCC protects its top seeds so far because that way you give your top, well, at least your top two, a really good chance of not having a quad four loss or something. Right, Um, right. I'm excited about it. I think if you go 2-0 this week, you lock up an at-large bid at minimum. Um, obviously, you win the WCC, you get the AQ, which I I always say get the AQ. It's preferable anyways. Is it a higher seed line? Yeah, uh, definitely. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be a really good time in Vegas. Um, but we'll see. I think, you know, yeah. March is March. I agree. I think we'll finish between eight and t- uh, uh, eight and ten seed. So we'll around that around that area. But uh, uh, let's 11, get though and go to Spokane. <laughs> True. True. I don't know if they'll even give us that. That benefit, but we'll see. Uh, let's move on to your headline. What was you, you're talking about the women's team, Max? What, what, what do you got for me? Oh yeah, our Gonzaga's women's team won the WCC regular season title and the ranked 16th in the nation as of Monday. Uh, senior night in the last game of the year is Wednesday, February 28th against the University of Portland. Gonzaga's looking to go undefeated in conference play, which is you know doesn't matter what conference you're playing, going undefeated is pretty great. Um, they're looking really good right now. They only have two losses. They've beaten Stanford. Going almost, they're going to go probably undefeated in conference play. I mean, women's basketball is just literally looking great. I don't didn't look at bracketology for them personally, but I feel like they're going to be around a four seed. seed. Yeah. Oh, it's single single digit. They have. They deserve a four seed, in my opinion. They deserve to host the game. Um, Yeah, but if if, if you remember, always get love though. That's true. That is true. But if you remember, beginning the season, we predicted this. I said this is the year 
They're finally healthy. They got all the they got all the women back. Yvonne's having a career season. Yeah, she the, is. The, the, this is this is the best team we've had the last four years. It's pretty insane. I remember going to the Stanford game and watching it and being like, "Wow!" We're, we're, like Cameron Brink played the first half. I know she didn't play the second half. We won by twenty, but we were still up at halftime. But she played ninety percent of the first half. So I, I'm pretty confident in this team. But you know, like I like we I just said, March is March, and it's a whole new season the second that starts. So I agree. Well, without further ado, let's get to our guest. We've kept him waiting too long, uh, so let's bring him in. He is a junior at Gonzaga University at Battleground High School in Battleground, Washington. He averaged almost twenty-four points, fifteen rebounds, and three blocks. And he played the last two years on the GU men's basketball team. Please welcome Caden Perry. Caden, how's it going? I'm good. How are y'all? Doing all right, man. Happy to have you on. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity to come on here and speak. Of course, of course. So I mentioned it briefly in the intro, but I wanna I wanna dive in a little bit more into your high school experience because you had a, a hell of a high school career. I'll just I'm just gonna read some stats off real quick just so for our listeners to know. Uh, your sophomore year, you led Battleground to its first state tournament appearance in 2002. You were ranked number 75 in the ESPN Top 100. You got as high as number 34 on 24-7 sports. You're a four-star. You're one of the 80, 80 elite-level high school athletes that went to the USA Basketball Junior National Team's mini camp in Colorado Springs. What was that high school experience like with all its success, and how did that prepare you for college? Bro, it was <laughs> it was interesting because, like you, like you mentioned, Battleground hasn't been – hasn't been good in a while. I mean, we had like uh, we had Fromm and all of them that I've always heard about and stuff. The former Zag as well. Um, but it was just interesting. Uh, there was always like even like in middle school, I was like between the rival high school, Prairie High School, and Battleground High School, and so I ended up going to Battleground. Just the coaches, I was working with them a lot younger, and then we weren't exactly a winning team. Like you said, I averaged a lot of points, and so a lot of <laughs> a lot of pressure on my back and stuff, but it was exciting. You know, I didn't mind being the main guy. I was getting quadruple teamed. I mean, I remember I get the ball in the post, and it was just a war zone, and so, I mean, <laughs> physicality was definitely something that I got to learn young. Luckily, I played, I've been playing varsity since my freshman year of high school, and so wow. <laughs> I got, I got used to the physicality really early, and that's something that <laughs> definitely at the college level kind of we're glad to have a little bit of that going into upper-class basketball. Yeah. What was the biggest change that you noticed personally in high school ball versus college ball? Obviously, you mentioned the physicality, but is there anything else that stood out to you? Oh, the speed, bro. I mean, I, I always knew that watching the Zags play. That I mean, I know it's part of our specialty here is that we're fast. But, I mean, when you're actually, like, on the practice court uh, <laughs> and you get to see how fast – I mean, we get the ball out and we try and have it – ball goes through the net, we try and have it right back out, like, half a second before. I mean, they don't even like it to touch the ground if a ball goes through the net. And so that level of speed and high-intensity play, and there's, like, really no plays off, even though I played, like, in, at the high school level, I barely ever subbed myself out unless we were up by, like, 20. Uh it was it was insane. I mean, just seeing like even the most high athlete guys, athletic guys, like had to take breaks just because of how fast and how intense the games are at the college level. I agree, dude. And be, and obviously, it's not the same. But playing in high school and then see and then just seeing it in college, there's you can definitely tell everyone's minds are operating at such a high, high and fast paced level, and you're making split second decisions. And oh, and I I completely agree with you. The speed is insane compared to the high school level. Yeah, it's like everyone's stuck on times two. <laughs> exactly, exactly. KP, we know you were a big star at Battleground. And Gonzaga, it's not 
quite local, but you know, same state. What brought you to Gonzaga? What was the recruiting process like to get you to Spokane from Battleground? Battleground always did the, um, we did the summer camps that they do up here at GU. And so it's kind of been an annual thing. And I remember I, I was a seventh grader and they always, they brought the fresh, I always played, I played up starting, I think around seventh grade. And so the incoming freshmen uh, were all going to the GU trip and they're like, oh, Caden, let's just bring him on along as well. And there was a lot of like, oh, they kind of snuck me in. They told everyone I was a freshman, even though I was, <laughs> I was, uh, was not seventh grader. And so that was like my first time. I never really like watched all that much college ball. I didn't watch much ball in general. I, I just liked playing it. I still honestly don't watch all that much. I just love the sport. Um, but I remember like touring the Gonzaga campus. Like it was the first time, like, you know, just the experience. If you've done those travel trips with the team, like just being with the boys. And I kind of just started realizing how big of a deal Gonzaga was. And I, that's kind of when the idea got planted in me. Like it's not too far from home. They're damn good at basketball why not try and make it happen? And so I had that idea implanted for me from literally since the seventh grade. And then I've been, I was working towards it literally ever since then. Well, what was coach fuse pitch to you or what ultimately convinced you to, to feel like Gonzaga was the place? I think it's just the stuff I always heard about. Like there, it's a big man school, you know, like being, being a big, I especially, especially during high school, I couldn't shoot for shit. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was mostly just a big power forward. I can jump really high. And so seeing, you know, the, the legendary barrage of um, athletes that have come here that are just bigs, good bigs. Um, that was definitely something where I, I felt like I'd be a priority here at GU, especially as basketball has been moving towards those like more hybrid bigs. I felt like it was a place that would definitely be able to develop me specifically and help me be a, a contributing factor to the team. Absolutely. And I, th- and I think in the time you were on the team, you fit in well, and it's a bummer we couldn't see you on the court more. But I want to get into your uh, GU experience now. So you came in two, uh, th- three years ago now. What was that experience like for you? Obviously, you had, you, had, you were on some great teams. You got to you had to um, you were part of the March Madness. You had to go and be a part of that. What was that whole experience like for you? And what what were some of your biggest takeaways from that experience? Oh man, that's a loaded question. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, say as much as you like. Yeah, I mean, it was different for sure. I think the hardest thing was I got I got injured my uh, senior year of high school during, playing during the COVID COVID year. And that's what the injury has led me to retiring and not being able to play as much. And so the integration into Gonzaga was not as smooth as I would have liked it. I came in not knowing if I'd be able to play, not knowing what it would look like. I mean, like my first couple of days here when they brought us up during the summer for summer workouts was a bunch of doctor's appointments. I wasn't allowed to practice with the team. And so initially it was it was a little rough. I kind of felt like a little bit of an outsider because I, I come up here to hoop and I can't hoop with the guys. And so, um, but, you know, all that put aside, I mean, March Madness and all that, I think it, it did give me a chance to connect with the guys as as people. You know, I think especially like a little starstruck by Drew Timmy. He was one of my fa- – he is he is one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, and so, like, I was, it was kind of really weird. Like, the first, I remember the first day, like, walking in and they were scrimmaging. And I had Drew come up to me. He was like, hey, Caden. I was like, holy shit, Drew Timmy knows my name? You know? <laughs> it was a very, very shocking moment. Uh, but it allowed me being able to not be on the team. It was rough and it took an adjustment period for sure. But I got to know the guys for sure. Just as guys, you know, I think that was part of, part of getting rid of that like starstruck <laughs> syndrome. Um, but it was an awesome experience. I mean, other than the injury aside and doctors and all that stuff, I mean, that was the team with Chet. I, th- I don't feel like there's a better team to like get integrated into GU, you know, I mean, got to have some incredible guys, had a hell of a year, 
um got a ball with everyone got to see march madness for the first time which is absolutely insane uh i mean i can't i can't say enough about my freshman year it, it was a lot of ups and a lot of downs but at the end of the day like it, it it's probably the peak of my gonzaga experience just because of all the stuff that the team was able to accomplish and you know not to bash not to bash the teams in the in the future but just coming in at that time i mean it was just like it almost feels like a golden age of zags i mean you know you guys chat drew i mean what else, what else could you want for a big man in the post right yeah and andrew and julian that, that team was loaded yeah you kind of talked about oh. some of these guys drew anton chat what did you kind of learn from playing with them and what was like what was your takeaway? Like, I'm sure it wasn't just basketball. There's probably a lot of really interesting things to learn. I mean, Chet was one and done, goes to the NBA. Obviously, Anton and Drew were like program kind of guys. What did you kind of take away from your time being around those guys? Uh, I mean, initially, it was very humbling. Like the whole, you know, you always have the, I feel like all incoming freshmen have the idea that they're going to come in and, you know, rock the world and all that stuff. And so not even getting on, <laughs> not even getting into the games. I'm getting in this. I think I have Chet beat and he's soaring through the slick eye. And just, I've never really had my block, shots blocked like that before. And I'm thinking I'm a lockup defender in the post. I can jump out the gym and Drew, Timmy does four spin moves. And all of a sudden I'm on the <laughs> other side of the court, you know, so very humbling uh, on the technical side. And just for me to realize like that, there's just like, you know, there's like, there's elite dudes here. Uh, you know, practicing with the best every single day is a very like awesome experience. And I, I kind of had to learn that like, we are a top tier team. And so practices are going to be top tier. It's not always, not always going to be getting my shots blocked, but I mean, I think the technical side of something of basketball is just, you know, at the high school level, bigger than everyone, stronger than everyone. I was just kind of able to just be bigger and stronger than everyone, but seeing like how Drew approaches his footwork, how Chet, Chet is so smart around the game of basketball. I mean, that's one thing I, I still, <laughs> I still don't quite understand it, but the way he knew where to be, where to be, like what to tell people, the way he was able to talk on defense. I mean, I, that it was a whole new technical side of basketball I've never seen. And then even with Anton, like those those role player guys, those guys that have been within the program, like the leadership roles that they have, the way that they knew knew the ins and out of the system, it all like opened a new side of basketball for me. I mean, quite I'm not I'm not too. I'm not humble about it by any means. I'm like, I, I don't quite, I'm not a smart basketball person. That's part of the reason people like ask me like, Oh, have you thought of coaching since I can't play? I'm like, I can tell big people to, I can tell big men to jump. I can tell them to dunk. <laughs> it's not exactly my forte. So it was quite, I've always felt like you can just hammer your way through everything, but I, it was really like, these guys are good and they're smart. And the combination of them makes, is what makes them so deadly on the court. Did you have like a welcome, you know, a lot of players have like a welcome to the NBA moment. Did you have like a welcome to college moment where something happened? You're like, oh, like th- this shit is real now. Oh God, bro. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> I think the, our film guy still has the clip and he reminds me of it occasionally, but um, <laughs> we have the, the, we have a drill where we go and like trying a vertical contest drill where we try and take the guy on our chest, don't foul him. And I was new I, I was new to the whole, I mean, not new to the whole idea. Obviously I played basketball before, but especially like I had COVID before I got injured. And so I just, what I haven't played ball in a minute. And so I remember when I was cleared to practice during the summer, it was like, I think I got to do like the last practice of the summer or something new, you know? And uh, we, you have a guard, you have a guard come down the top of the key and you're the big guy steps over and you jump up vertical contest. And I think people were saying B Mike ended up whispering something in the Hunter's ear and uh i you know i was learning i thought it, we were just it was a casual drill and hunter almost quite literally jumped over me and <laughs> all on my head and again like you know, my whole thing is being athletic and big and i i've never been like 
I've never been dunked on before, really. And so that was like first <laughs> practice, had my ass beat. I was out of shape. I was lost <laughs> in the drills already. And then to, I, that was like, I think we ended practice. Like that was a, yeah, good job, Hunt. And I just had to sit there feeling stupid. So that was definitely my welcome to college basketball and knowing that nothing was sweet. <laughs> Well, well, you know what? Of all people, of, of of all people to do that to you, I feel like Hunter's just the best one because I feel like he could do that to literally anybody in college basketball. That That's what I'm that, man, that man's freak athleticism is ridiculous. You're you're seeing it on display now at Wake Forest. He's he's obviously in the limelight now. He's the probably the best player on the team, and you're seeing what he's been able to do. But yeah, so I, I, honestly, I wouldn't be too mad about it. Obviously, yeah, it sucks getting dumped on, but it's Hunter Salas. I mean, come on. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that and then at the USA camp uh i they do those like balls life snapchat stories or whatever i got dunked dunked on by scotty barnes and uh, my friend like sent me the balls life clip i think it saved in our like snapchat group and it was just like get out of scotty barnes's way and he's like bro that's you and i was like yeah but you know hunt's killing it right now scotty barnes is in the league you know so i'm like at least i can say hey i got dunked on by some of the best it's not someone that's exactly. like never heard of so just got, got that at least <laughs> KP, you've kind of seen the ins and outs of this program. You know, you were around it for a while. You've kind of you got recruited by it. What do you think, in your opinion, is what has led to Gonzaga's success, you know, over the last 25 years? All, you know, the Sweet 16 streak, the March Madness streak. What do you think is really going on behind the scenes that, like, makes that happen? Because, you know, obviously there's different guys every single year. What do you kind of feel leads to that success? I think they just we have a really strong foundation. We Gonzaga knows what makes Gonzaga Gonzaga, you know, and there's all that stuff of like we're in the WCC, you know, we wouldn't make it anywhere else, blah blah blah, but at its core Gonzaga knows what it is. It's a we're a, we're a team that you know, we utilize our bigs, we got good motion, we're quick. I just think that foundation and especially recruiting for that foundation, you know, we have, we we pick guys that maybe not are not superstars. I mean, I, I like to attest to myself being one of those, you know, I wasn't, I'm not a five-star. I wasn't heavily recruited or I mean, I was heavily recruited, but you know, wasn't well known and all that stuff. And so I think Gonzaga just, they, they find the guys that, that get the gears turning. They know what their system is. And when they, when they lose a part, they're very good at finding an effective piece to replace that system. It's great. You said that because I, I've noticed even with the, with the recruits that have come in during our time and even the recruits before, like you said, they're not always the top recruits. They're not always the five stars, but they're guys that fit perfectly into Coach Few's system and what he's trying to build. They're, they're they're gritty guys. They play hard. They defend, right? They do all the right things on offense. They're smart, high IQ players. I I think that's a huge part of it as well. Like you said, like you know the the, the phrase they they gave Gonzaga this year was the program, right? Or last year they called us the program, and that's not by accident. Right. We like like you said, the level of consistency, the ability to bring in the right players to be able to have them blend in with the offense and what Coach Few's trying to do. And and for a lot of them it's been it's been seamless fits. Like Drew was a seamless fit, Anton's been a seamless fit. I feel like you could say for Chet too, but Chet's just like a freak athlete. I feel like you would have fit in anywhere. <laughs> but but yeah, no, so like I agree with what you said. It's it's that building that consistency being able to pick out the right recruits. And Bobby, by the way, huge shout out to the scouting department. I know Tommy Lloyd had a huge part in that for a long time. And now coach Michelson and coach Gentry and all the assistant coaches, they still find a way to bring in top recruits that maybe other schools wouldn't give, wouldn't have given a shot to. So I, I, I agree with what you're saying. KP yeah. also looking at the team this year, you know, I don't know how much in danger the streak is, but what do you, what do you kind of think about the team? What kind of their strengths and weaknesses, and where do you kind of see the rest of the season going? As I know, there's only a few more weeks left, but 
What do you, what are your kind of thoughts on the team? I mean, I think one thing I've learned just from being on the team is like anything's possible, you know, even like, I mean, I don't, I don't remember the exact game, but even like the year we had Chet and Drew, there's that one game. Gosh, I wish I should know the name of the team, but it was almost a, it was almost an upset. Like no one saw coming. I mean, I remember that practice. We were all talking about like, you know, coaches coming to me and Ben when he was on the bench and they're like, you guys are going to get heavy minutes tonight and end up being like a 10 point game or whatever at home, almost an upset or something. And so I just think anything can happen. I think the one thing that we, with Gonzaga with us right now, I just think we're young. You know, we got we got some high level guys, but guys that don't like we mentioned before, like it's a the program. There's the system that we have at play and it's it's complicated, bro. I mean, <laughs> even for bigs, you know, bigs don't move all that much, or at least at, well, before before I got to Gonzaga, that's what I thought. But we have so many, so many rules and ideas that we implement on offense and defense, and it's overwhelming. I mean, it literally wasn't until I mean this summer when I was doing summer workouts before I retired that I like finally felt like I got a hold of it. And so I think with seeing like you know I think the Santa Clara win is huge, and I I don't think anything's out of doubt. Um, I, I think we're finally starting to start rolling. I think something clicked. I've talked to some teammates and like, yeah, bro, like at practices, I feel like something's just clicked lately. Like we're in it. And so I just feel like it's just us kind of finding our groove. I don't think there's anything that, you know, I don't think there's anything like terrible we're doing. I think there's, you know, there's always stuff you can be doing better, but simply put, I just think we're, we're slowly starting to fit into that role and those cogs are finally starting to turn. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't know where we can go, but I think the sky's the limit. I agree. And I think a big reason of, for our recent success has been knowing. I think no one's been playing out of his mind. Playing with him for those two years, has that 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 has that talent always been there? I mean, obviously he came in highly recruited, but as he always had that in him, and now he's finally, you know, confident in his third year. Like you said, he's finally getting used to the system. Is that what you've been seeing from him as well? Yeah, Nolan's always been. I mean, I played with Nolan on a Seattle Rotary, and so I played with Nolan oh. for a little bit. I got to play with him for an extra year, and the kid's always been smart. You know, and I, I don't even – I mean, he got – that's why he got some minutes as a freshman when the rest of us were stuck on the bench is because he, he was smart. I mean, he took the system up, and I just think it's confidence in his game because that stuff – that's that swagger he has is stuff that he's always brought to practice it's stuff that he brings off the court is just kind of who he is he has a natural swagger about him you know and so I think that's just part of him kind of just finally like developing himself and developing his game I, I feel like he's had the system I mean yeah I think also a leadership role especially this year too I mean he, he's the point guard you know and I think he's finally kind of I know part I know we've always um at practice they've always kind of tried to get him to talk a little more and I've definitely you can just see that on the court that like he is that leader for the team you know when he's when he's doing dance for the crowds and all that stuff getting them all hyped that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of his leadership now so I think that along with his swagger is just definitely what's allowed him to elevate his game but it's always been there I'm just glad he's finally showing it you know I know that swagger's always been there man he's always <laughs> he's always he's always carried that with him I've always noticed it I've loved it too but I, I also think another another big reason is has been uh Ever since Ben Gray got put into the starting lineup, I've, I've always loved Ben. I always think he's been super underrated for the team. He hustles, he defends, he can rebound, he can shoot. I, 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 how have you seen him grow over the, these last few years? I mean, bro, I, I, that's another one. I played with Ben on the Rose City Rebels. I don't remember if it was for one, one or two years, but I mean, I love Ben. You know, it's kind of it was kind of a little bit. I always felt like I had a little bit of a rivalry. You know, growing up around the same area, playing around the same area, getting the rankings for the same positions and all that stuff. Um, but it's just been awesome. You know, I mean, it's kind of. I remember I've had some good talks with Ben. I remember in one of our um, very vividly in like one of our team camps. You know, I asked him like, "Yo, bro, I I got my um, I verbally committed to Gonzaga my soft summer sophomore year going in, I believe, and I remember playing." Uh, at one of the tournaments and I like, I was a roommate with Ben and I was like, Oh Ben, like, where do you want to go to college? He said, Gonzaga with you, buddy. 
you know, and so just seeing like Ben's always had that. He's always been a great shooter. That was one thing I was always jealous of playing with him on the Rebels. I mean, Ben was kind of our guy on the Rebels. He'd get the ball from anywhere and he'd pull it. But seeing that physicality, I mean, you know, the, the grind and grit he's been putting in the weight room that I know I've been seeing during the summer and stuff. And just, again, like there's a swagger with him. I mean, you know, he, he hits a three-pointer and he's making it known that he just hit a three-pointer the entire stadium. He's doing the little, he's doing like the yeah. bow and arrow celebration. Yeah. <laughs> And I do agree. I think like I think Ben has been a little underrated. And so I'm kind of I'm I'm very glad that he's kind of able to shut everyone up a little bit. And he's he's becoming his own player. And I mean, it's awesome to see, you know, I, I, he's kind of living my dream and I'm all there for it. You know, I got got nothing but love. KP, looking back at kind of your prep days, what, what's like one of your favorite memories? You just talk about rooming with Ben Gregg, you know, playing with Nolan Hickman. Like, I'm sure you got a lot of good memories from some of that stuff. Like, what, what's one of your favorite? I want to hear one. Ooh, let me think. I haven't thought about none of that in a minute. I'm sure you uh, played against a, a bunch of great players too. Yeah, I think I think just kind of the whole experience of the Rotary team. Our our um our Rose City Rebels team wasn't great. Um, we we were getting like we had me and Ben, but like we didn't do that great. It was kind of rough. It was my first time playing for the EYBL circuit, but then I got to go to Rotary. I got to meet Paulo. I stayed with Paulo in Seattle. Um, got to meet Nolan and like you know, and I was super ecstatic when he got announced, but. Um, I just think that whole rotary experience, you know, I mean, it's, it's fun going up to Seattle, high level competition. And also, I mean, a little bit of a fanboy, but seeing Paulo play, I mean, it was, it was incredible. And all the, all the stuff that kind of came with that. Um, I think the, um, the Pangos camp I got to do because of that experience was also something really fun, but just playing good basketball, you know, I mean, I want to say that it was something in a dorm or something in a hotel room but just playing basketball especially now being away from it for so long like you know okay I look at my Instagram reels sometimes and I'm just like ah you know and so (laughs) high level competition that thrill of being on the court having all those eyes on you having the ball in your hands like just that high level basketball that unfortunately I didn't get other than practice I didn't get a whole lot of that during college it's a special thing being able being able to play against some of the best athletes in the country man It's, it's 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 crazy to see uh, now, I'll, now we're going to ask you some get to know you questions, maybe just give the listeners a little bit more in, more information about Caden as the person and some of some of the favorite times he's at a GU. So we'll start you off easy, or at least I hope this is easy. There's a, a favorite memory at Gonzaga. It can be a game. It can be with a teammate, whatever it is. But do you have a favorite memory from Gonzaga? Oh, I got to So <laughs> I remember like I was really awkward coming into GU during the summer and I heard, um, I heard Drew and Anton talking about Smash, and I was like, you guys talking about about Smash Bros? And they're like, oh, yeah, bro, we play it, like, all the time. Like, I think they said, like, uh, during COVID, they would all just play play on the Switch or whatever. And so I was like, oh, bro, like, let me play. Like, let me get in with you. They're like, bro, you don't want to do that with us. We're we're so sweaty. And so I think it was, like, our first traveling trip or something. But I I went into their room, and they're like, bro, let's play. I demolished everybody. (laughs) I mean, I've been been playing that game. Not as, no, it's not a basketball memory, but I've been playing Smash Bros. since I was a little kid. I've been playing that on like the Nintendo 64 with my cousin, and so I've played. I mean, hell, I even got I even got my Nintendo right here. <laughs> playing it since I was a little kid, and so I think kind of everyone talking all their smack to me in the weight room about how I, I'm not ready for the Gonzaga Smash Bros. tournaments, and then just absolutely wiping the floor with everyone. If you see any of them, they will not tell you I'm that good though. They're all embarrassed about it. So. <laughs> I mean, that's something talk about a humbling experience you humbled them (laughs) that's the one thing i got going for me (laughs) (laughs) smash bros yeah there you go there you go 
KP, what was maybe like one of your favorite games you played? Like obviously you got to be in front of the kennel. I'm sure you went to some away games. Like what was like an atmosphere you just, you think about sometimes with some of these games? I mean, it's honestly just the kennel. I know that might be the simple answer, but every single game with zombie nation going and all that stuff. I mean, it was electric. I mean, I, again, like I, if you, I had the back brace on and stuff, I wasn't able, I wasn't supposed to be moving or jumping or nothing. You still catch me doing a little, <laughs> little shimmy shoulder and jumping. Up the <laughs> I think that's the best. That's the best in college. I mean, even like March madness, that's cool. You know, it's, it's a huge stage, but there's just nothing like the kennel. You got everyone, everyone's rooting for you guys. Everyone's on their feet. Everyone's screaming. Everyone loves everyone. Like it's just, it's crazy. It's it's hard to want to think about anything else other than the the um, atmosphere that we have right right on campus. Yeah, that's valid. I think you for Bobby and I are probably one of the people yelling all the time. Oh, um, absolutely. I yeah, no, I've I've had the pleasure of being courtside for a lot of games, and yeah, you, you you've definitely heard my voice more than once. <laughs> the referees hear I, us too. I promise. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, and it's a little bittersweet, obviously, for us, for Max and I. We just had our last home game in the kennel, and obviously seeing it is amazing and being able to experience that, but, all, but being in the kennel, being a part of that community, being part of the, of the students, just screaming. I, I mean, I, there's nothing's going to replicate that. That's that was probably one of the coolest experiences of my life. These last three years, I guess. Yeah. Being able to be a part of the kennel. So I, I completely agree with you there, man. There's nothing yeah. like it. Now uh, I'm not sure how much this affected you or, any of the teammates when you were at Gonzaga, but I was curious just to get your thoughts on the transfer portal and the NIL now in college basketball and how you see that sort of affecting uh, things in the future. I think, I think the transfer portal is a little difficult just because you don't, you're not secured. Your, your athletes aren't guaranteed to be here, you know, especially like you're, there's already like you get the good ones, they're one and dones and all that stuff. But now if you have an athlete that's not happy, if you have an athlete that feels like they're underutilized, I feel like it's very easy to like, I mean, especially, um, uh, I think, like, Ben Gregg is a great example. You know, like, he came here early, didn't get a lot of minutes freshman year. I don't believe he did. I think he got some, but not a lot sophomore year. But, like, it's a program you got to get developed, and I feel like that transfer portal gives gives players an opportunity where, like, you know, Ben's doing great this year, you know, but what could have happened if he was just like, I'm worth more than this, and he left. You know, I might not get that next level. I think that's a concern for teams and our teams and also just a concern for the individual athlete. But then on – on the flip side, you got guys like Hunt, you know, where Hunt's going out and he's killing it right after the transfer portal. So I think it just kind of all depends on the the athlete, you know, and they kind of, if they know what they really need and what they really deserve and what they're really worth, then they're going to capitalize on that. But um, yeah, that's kind of what my, my, my two cents on the transfer portal. And then the NIL stuff, I mean, I know there's a lot of talk about it and like on the team, on the team, it's fine. I mean, I don't think it makes too much of an impact i think it's i think honestly the people that we really need to be asking is the people that are trying to set all the stuff up i've heard that that stuff's really stressful but like for the athletes i know largely like me i didn't i didn't want to do any like the individual stuff especially like not being like not getting on the court as much as i wanted to i didn't want to distract myself with going and doing as many individual deals as i can so i just did the team deals when someone went like hey we would love the zags to come out to this camp and say hi to the kids or whatever like that's the stuff I would do, and I think that stuff's great. I mean, I would do that stuff for free. I don't even need to get paid, and it gives some people need that incentive to go out and do stuff like that. But I, I don't see it being too much of a problem. I know there could be now. I, it kind of got implemented my freshman year, and so like I, it kind of was a new thing going in. I don't know now. Maybe with the recruiting process, I could definitely see like you know you see Gonzaga. You know, only Lord knows how much Drew Timmy was making on it. Those NIL casino commercials. You know? <laughs> <laughs> be like oh shoot maybe drew timmy's getting a bag on that 
Gonzaga is a really popular. I might want to go to Gonzaga. And so I can see that. But again, that kind of just goes down to the athlete and like what decisions are you going to make? Because at the end of the day, I mean, if you're not an athlete, you're trying you want to pick a job where you're making the most amount of money. So why are we supposed to judge our athletes that they're not they're not they don't they're not supposed to be doing the exact same thing, you know? So that's a good answer, man. And yeah, and I agree with you. It's it's a complicated uh, I feel like it's not, no one's really as educated on it as they should be. It's just a constantly growing thing, but I'm, um, yeah, I'm curious to see how it changes. If it, if it helps the big schools uh, more than the small schools in terms of just donor money and just how much money they have from boosters and stuff like that. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting time for college basketball for sure. for sure. KP, what's, what's coming up next for you, man? Like, what are you, what are you studying? What are you trying to do after college? Cause you know, got another year. What, what, what are we looking at right now? Uh, so I'm a communication scholar. Um, and so I know that's something like, even like me going into it, I heard about like the stigma and like, you know, you talk to people, but it's something that I've become quite passionate about. I'm very interested in what I'm learning. And the cool thing and also the concerning thing is it's such an open field. I've talked to many professors and, you know, other business people and all that networking stuff I have to do now because I'm not, not playing basketball anymore. But they're always like, oh, you could do so much with the comm degree. And I'm like, okay, what? And they're like, well, you did anything. And I'm like, I, I want a little direction. But I think that's part of the exciting thing for me. I, I want to do something I'm, I'm really passionate about. I thought, I don't know exactly how to apply it, but I'm very passionate about just like being an injured athlete. You know, I feel like that's one thing. You kind of have all the all the spotlights on you. Everyone's talking about you. I mean, I couldn't you're supposed to be the next Brandon Clark. I heard that so much. And then now I like, you know, I see people and people that recognize me. It's almost like I died. You know, they're like, I'm so sorry to hear about what happened to you. I'm like, bro, I'm still right here. <laughs> that that kind of, I want to do some, I would love to do something where I could help advocate for, or like be, cause it, it's tough, man. I mean, I can't even begin to like explain how hard that was on my psyche. And especially when your physical is not feeling great, but something where I can, I'd love to have a platform or do something where I can help athletes that are injured and give them a pathway because it, it's hard, man. I mean, but you, like you said, like I have one more year here at Gonzaga, but it's kind of just like I first two years were strictly focused on basketball and now I'm not playing anymore. It's like, Oh, I got to focus on straight academics. So I think I'm very, I'm very open to the possibilities. I would love, I think another idea that I've kind of toyed with is like somehow working at Nike. The Nike headquarters is in uh, Beaverton. I'm from Battleground is right next. I moved to Vancouver recently. So we had a Battleground. Okay. Um, But so that's only like 40 minutes across the bridge for me. It'd be close to home. It keeps that, you know, working with athletes, that that athletic drive or whatever. It's still, I still have that. I'm still a competitor just because I can't go and hoop like I used to doesn't mean the personality switch. So, I mean, I don't really have a definitive answer. I got a, a million things on my mind and trying to find a way that it's applicable, but you know, things are looking up. I think one thing I'd like to just say in general is just like, I'm not dead. <laughs> like I said before, I'm not dead. <laughs> it's been an adjustment. You know, I see people all the time and they're just like, are you going to play again? Are you going to suit up? Are you going to do the transfer portal? Cause I don't know the technicality. I'm not, but off technicality, <laughs> it's like, I can't play at Gonzaga ever again but I could technically go somewhere else and play because I haven't retired from there. I just retired from Gonzaga, but it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I, you know, it's been an eye opening experience. I think there's so, it's so easy, especially I think, you know, if there's anyone out there that's going through injury, you know, and just in general, it doesn't even have to be sports related. It's so easy to focus on the negative, but stepping away from basketball and just kind of figuring out who I am as a person a little more has been such an eye-opening experience. So instead of before, I mean, I had such a, I honestly probably with my injury, I probably should have, I was being told to retire probably around my sophomore year and it wasn't, 
until I really kind of had a, you know, eye-opening experience my junior year where I finally pulled the trigger. But it just was like, before I was like, I can't do anything but basketball. Caden Perry is a basketball player. I have to play basketball. And so being able to just realize, like, that's not the end. Like, I know, like, instead of realizing that, like, my journey's over because I don't play basketball, like, it's just beginning. This is a new era for me. Yes, and sir. So, yes, sir. Well, long-winded answer but i i'm just excited to see where the future goes i i have some trying to do some internships lined up trying to talk to people and just like the world's my oyster and i'm lucky enough to still be a student here at gonzaga i can still get my my uh, degree and all that and i don't plan to take any of that for granted and just kind of see see what's out there in the world i've been an athlete my entire life i've never had an actual you know nine to five job by any means so i'm excited i'm actually as weird as it might be quite excited for all that stuff for sure and if any of our listeners out there, you know, have a good job for a cool guy like Caden Perry, you know, hit him up on Instagram or something. <laughs> yeah. Just a cool yeah, man. KP, one of the coolest dudes. I had a class with him last semester. He's a good, Big he's journalism a good dude. guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. And I, I'm going to just say this, KP, whatever you decide to get into, whatever you want to do, you're going to be great, man. You're one of the more genuine people I've met. You got a good head on your shoulders. You're a good person. You work hard. So whatever you do, man, I, I'm 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 gonna advocate for you. I'm gonna be in your corner. You're, you're gonna do a lot of good things, man. Hey, I appreciate that. And if anytime I need help with the clips and stuff, I almost had to hit you up again today because that computer does not like me up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't work for me either, man. It's it it, it gives out on me all the time, but that's it's it's one of the fun things of the job. It's 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 all right. Uh, one thing I gotta ask you before you go: Who's your Smash Bros. character? Who do you go? Who do you go with? Oh, okay, so that that's a tricky question. <laughs> so I played for the longest time just because I, you know, the big sword, I'm a, I'm a sucker for it. But my favorite game of all time is Kingdom Hearts 2. And so when they Ooh, added okay. Sora, as the, like, I remember when they were doing surveys and stuff for like when the Wii are like, they were making the Smash Bros on the 3DS for the characters. I submitted like five, whatever. I thought it was a lot at the time. Made fake emails and stuff. Submitted five character sheets to try and get Sora into Smash. And so when he was the fat, the final DLC character, I don't touch any other character now that my boy's in Smash. <laughs> that's my go-to Loyalty, now. man. Loyalty. Loyalty. They won. I, I will say I don't play Smash as much. I'm more of, I'm more of a Mario Kart kind of guy. I'll, I'll, I'll whoop you in that, too. I'm all, I'm <laughs> you know what? You know what? You probably will because I've I've learned now not to test you. Uh, but my my guy's Luigi. I'm a big Luigi guy. I feel like he he doesn't get he doesn't get love, man. He's he's no, in Mario Shadow. He doesn't get his too. love. He's been player two all his life. He's got to get that love. He got a couple. He got Luigi's Mansion, but he's still not. You know, he's always exactly. In exactly. <laughs> who, who who's your go to Mario Kart character? I don't mean to brag. I got the golden Mario for doing all the time. Oh, you got golden. Yes. I, I love golden Mario, golden bro. Mario just I feel cool. I don't think he's actually that great or the dry Bowser. Cause you can get the fastest cart okay. with that combination, but it's a little, Ooh, okay. I'm you know what? It feels like stunting or if I feel like, feel like getting a little speedy, but it, it <laughs> I'm, I might steal that dry Bowser idea from you because my friends play all the time and they're always whooping me. And so I, I got I got to find some way to to make him work competitive. You can make the fastest cart with it, but he, the acceleration is terrible. So like once you get going, you're gone. But you got to get going first. So it kind of depends. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I'm more of a standard bike guy. I I used to Luigi with the standard bike, and like like the, like the the drifts and acceleration works pretty well for me. But for some reason, I just like I can't I can't do that well, man. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Mario Kart kind of it either comes to you or it doesn't, man. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not I, from the Bobby, apparently. <laughs> no, I I've never had I've never thrown so many tantrums 
as playing a single game as I have playing Mario Kart, dude. That it's brings so the worst anger out of me ever. It gets you so mad. It, it gets you. So- <laughs> no, bro. I'm gonna be. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna be heated if I play you. I gotta stay as far away from you as possible, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, my guy KP, it was it was awesome having you on, dude. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story, taking a little bit of a time out of your day to come come on with us. We really really appreciate it, man. Yeah, for sure. No problem. Thanks, man.